Thank you. All right. Uh, welcome to the, the way. As Abuna said, we're going to um, discuss this time things that related to the uh, Holy Lent about um, salvation. Um, I'm going to talk to you about Christ in the Old Testament, and Abuna will talk about the story of salvation. Um, this saying in John chapter 12, verse 21, some Greeks came to St. Philip, one of the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they said to him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. And I think tonight also we need to ask the same question or ask the same asking. Sir, we need to see Jesus. But this time, we don't need to see Jesus or we don't want to see Jesus personally, although we, we, we are going to see him personally. But the, um, the asking today is we would like to see or want to see Jesus in the Old Testament. That's what we are about uh, to find out today. So the Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament is the, uh, the series of this time. There is a problem in the Old Testament because both Jews and Christians look at the, the Old Testament uh, differently. Of course, the Old Testament to the Jews is called the Hebrew Bible. It's the Bible of the Hebrew people. And to us, it's the Old Testament, a part of the Bible, because the two Testaments, Old and New, are related to each other. So the question is, is really Jesus in the Old Testament or not? That's what we are going to find out tonight. The best teacher to tell us whether the Lord Jesus or himself is in the Old Testament or not is Jesus himself. We read in John 5:39, the Lord Jesus Christ said this. He said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. So the Lord Jesus Christ, the scriptures here, the, the, the New Testament hadn't been written yet when the Lord Jesus said that verse of this scripture, or this uh, saying. So he meant here the scriptures, the Old Testament. So the Lord Jesus Christ emphasizes here that the Old Testament uh, testifies of him. And also we find... Uh, in the famous story after the resurrection, when the Lord Jesus met with two disciples at or near the village of Emmaus, the Lord Jesus Christ talked to them and they said to him about uh, the news of his resurrection. And he said this, and that's very, very um, significant. He said, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, this is the Old Testament, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, which is the Old Testament, the things concerning himself. So these two parts of the scriptures of the Old Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ um, um, quoted here in order to tell his disciples and the people who heard him that he is indeed uh, in the Old Testament and that what we are going to uh, discuss over the next six weeks. So who is Jesus Christ? We talk about Jesus Christ or our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. 
God incarnate who came to redeem us in the fullness of time as he took flesh and became like us in everything except sin. We hear that in the liturgy of St. Gregory. He said that this is the, the, uh, the prayer of reconciliation. You without change were incarnate and became man and resembled us in everything except for sin alone and became of us a mediator with the Father and the, mi the middle wall you have broken down and the old enmity you have abolished. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ did. He's the second person of the Holy Trinity, came in the fullness of time in order to redeem us, breaking the, medium, the, the middle wall that separated us from God. And he saved us or redeemed us. He resembled us in everything except sin alone. His name is Jesus, and the name Jesus means God saves, and the word Christ is actually a title. So the Lord Jesus is not called Christ, but his title is Christ. So the question here, what does the word Christ mean, or the title Christ mean? It simply means the Messiah, the one who was um, waited, waited, for, uh, waited for by everyone to come in the fullness of time. So the word Messiah itself means anointed. The word Messiah, Messiah in Arabic, or Mashiach in Hebrew, or Christos, Christos in Greek. They're all the same. Christos, Mashiach, or Messiah, or Messiah means the anointed one, the one who was anointed or covered in oil. He's this, this word or this um, process of anointing was done usually in the olden days for kings, prophets, and priests. So in order to ordain a king or uh, assign a king, you um, anoint him with oil. In order to assign a priest or a prophet, also the oil is um, used. And we see in the Old Testament, lots of people are called the Messiah of God or Messiahs of God. Like Saul, for example. Saul, once upon a time, was a Messiah of God. So the Messiah that what we um, uh, look for or follow this, this um, um, six weeks, the Messiah here is the Messiah, the one who is anointed, the one everyone was waiting for. The Messiah is a savior and a liberator figure in Jewish tradition who is believed to be the future redeemer of the Jewish people. The problem with this is that the Jews were waiting for a, a different Messiah than the Messiah. The Messiah in the Jewish tradition was a figure like a king or a, um, a warrior that he comes and conquer the Roman Empire and um, bring the, the kingship again or the kingdom back to the Jews. So they were, they were waiting for someone like this. When the Lord Jesus Christ came as um, a humble person, um, a servant, a savior who will die for his people, they rejected him because their understanding of the Messiah was a lot different than what he was. So the Messiah here, what we, um, to conclude, the Messiah is an, an, the, an, the anointed one. So everyone anointed is called Messiah 
but the Lord Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He's the anointed one, the Savior. And we see in the Pentateuch, which is the five books of Moses, the first five books of Moses, some glimpse of the, the, the Messiah to come. For example, in Genesis 3.15, after the fall, we read this, And I will put enmity, this is the Lord saying to the serpent, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. So that's the first glimpse of a, a person coming in order to um, destroy the serpent. And then we see also, with, we're still in the Pentateuch, in the 49th chapter of the book of Genesis, when Jacob was blessing, when Jacob was blessing his sons. He came to Judah, from whom the Lord Jesus Christ came, and he said, The scepter shall not depart from Judah, scepter of the kings, will not shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And the name Shiloh, we will see in the coming weeks, this is also a name or a title for the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll discuss that one in one week. So until Shiloh comes, and to him shall be the obedience of the people. This is Genesis 49.10. And another uh, verse also in the Pentateuch, in the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter 18, and the Lord said to me, this is Moses talking, he said, And the, the Lord said to me, What they have spoken is good, I will raise up for them a prophet like you. So one of the prophecies about the Savior, about the, the Messiah, he will be a prophet. But he is called the prophet, not a prophet. That's why when uh, John the Baptist came, they were asking him, Are you the Messiah? Are you the prophet? So they were talking about this verse here in Deuteronomy 18 because Moses um, promised them that sometime, someday, a prophet like him in his function, not like Moses, like a, a man, a prophet like him from among your brethren or their brethren and will put my words in his mouth. God will put his, my, uh, his words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I commanded you. So the, the third um, verse in the Pentateuch was a, pro, uh, a promise of a prophet coming in um, uh, the likeness of Moses, of course, uh, the, the, the God of Moses, in order to lead people again back to God. So this is in the Pentateuch. We're going throughout those six weeks, we're going through too many uh, prophecies when it comes at the time of prophecies about the Lord Jesus Christ. So basically the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, is king, prophet, and priest. But he is the king, the prophet, the priest, or the high priest. So he's anointed like any priest or prophet or king, but he's the one, uh, the most important one. So the question that we're going to pose um, throughout these six weeks, where to find Christ in the Old Testament? And I'll tell you, the Old Testament is full of um, things about Christ. You wouldn't imagine when we, we, we talk about everything that this amount of information and prophecies and 
um, names and uh, uh, things that denote the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So basically, we're going to study or to know about Christ in the Old Testament in the following subheadings. Number one, Christ in the covenant, in the covenants, and that's what Abuna Michael will talk to you about. Uh, I'm, I'm going to skip that. So Christ in the covenants, this is the first one that where Christ in the Old Testament. The second one, Christ in person. So he himself appears in the Old Testament in person. That's what we're going to um, have tonight. And also Christ in his names, we will find that there are lots of time, a number of times that the Lord Jesus Christ was given names. And those names in the Old Testament denote his function and his um, um, uh, jobs and, and titles and everything. We will find in Christ, when we talk about Christ coming in the Old Testament or appearing in the Old Testament in person, he always appears as God. He will always appear as God. In the names, the names will denote his jobs, his, um, his titles. So we'll say, see him sometimes taking a name of God. You will see sometimes a name of a servant, sometimes a name of a savior. And that's what we will have after that. Then after that, we'll talk about prophecies about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the prophecies of the Lord Jesus Christ will be divided into two parts. The first part, prophecy, we call word, word prophecy, where the pro prophets will tell us about many things about the Lord Jesus Christ, about the Messiah. So we will find that, for example, that uh, Isaiah the prophet will tell us that the Messiah will be born of a virgin. So that, that's a word prophecy, because it's a prophe prophecy about the Messiah. It, he will tell us also that he will become, or um, uh, some, some prophets will say to us that he will be born in um, Bethlehem. He will be of the tribe of Judah. He will, um, 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 he will uh, for example, will live in Nazareth and stuff like this. So we'll find that this is called word prophecy. Prophecies by words, by uh, inspiration. But also we will find something what we call picture prophecy. Picture prophecy and that if you heard this um, uh, tight, uh, sorry, uh, topic before or um, um, uh, term before it's called the type type means a symbol so we will find lots of people lots of things they're actually becoming types or symbols for the messiah and we find that people and things will uh, will uh, be symbols of christ one of the people that we're going also to study is melchizedek who was melchizedek was he Christ or was he a type or a symbol of Christ? Things that also denote Christ or refer to Christ, things like the tabernacle, all the, um, the furniture of the tabernacle um, denote also Christ. So we find here in the picture prophecy, we will find things that actually prophesy about the Lord Jesus Christ and we find people also as, as, type, as a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. So tonight, we're going to start the second part, which is the um, uh, Christ in person, where or when the Lord Jesus Christ appeared in the Old Testament in person. And this thing, we call it theophany, and sometimes people also like to call it Christophany. 
So theophany or Christophany, the appearing of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes also people call it the pre-incarnate, the, sorry, the pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord Jesus Christ appeared in history before he came and was incarnate uh, and became man to us. So the, the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ before that. So the theophany is the appearance of the pre-incarnate Son of God in the Old Testament. You will see in many um, uh, parts of the Old Testament, they're talking about the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord um, it could be an angel, but in many cases also, the angel of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ himself appearing in history. Simply because the word, the word angel or angelos, angelos means a messenger. So when the Lord Jesus Christ come, comes as a messenger of the Lord, he will be called the angel of the Lord, and it's actually the Lord Jesus himself. Um, in John 1:18, the Lord Jesus Christ said, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in, in the bosom of his Father or of the Father, he has declared him. So no one, whether in the Old Testament or the New Testament, ever saw God. So God the Father has never been seen. So if someone says, I saw God, who, whom he saw? He saw the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord Jesus Christ, as we see now, always in, in those circumstances, most probably called, not always, called the angel of the Lord. And then when, when someone says, I saw God, he meant here the Lord Jesus Christ, because God the Father, no one has ever seen him. So I'll give you some examples of the theophany uh, in the Old Testament. I don't think we're going to finish all of them tonight. So probably we'll take three or four tonight. And we finish next next week. The first one is to Abraham. From your knowledge about the story of Abraham, can you find, can you tell me at least one or two times that can fit that that topic, the Lord Jesus Christ appearing to Abraham? What comes in mind? Yes, please. Yes. That's a very good one. So when, when he was, I mean, when, when uh, Abraham was waiting and then appeared, God appeared to him in the form of a man and um, um, a prominent person and two angels with him, through people appeared to him. Can anyone think of something else? Yeah, that's Jacob. That's Jacob. All right. The Lord Jesus Christ says this about Abraham. He said, he was talking to the Jews. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, to Jesus, you are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I would like you to notice the word I am. The word I am here, we will talk about it later. I am, or in Greek, it's ego emi. It's a, it's a name of God, Yahweh. Do you, know the, do you know Yahweh or Yahweh? Yahweh is the name of God. And Yahweh in English is I am. 
Remember, I'll give you, I will just um, remind you of something. Remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was at Gethsemane and everyone came to capture him and they asked, um, asked him, we after Jesus of Nazareth. What did the Lord Jesus say? And they fell. What did he say to them? He said, I am. All right. So the Lord Jesus, they said, why are you here? They said, to him, they said, we are after Jesus of Nazareth. And he simply said, I am. And they fell. Why did they fall? Because it was dark and he just... <laughs> what happened? Okay, I am in the dark. Is that right? Why, why did they fall? Because the word I am or the title I am is the, the name of God. So from the power of the I am, the Yahweh, as if he said, I am Yahweh. So they fell. So here when the Lord Jesus Christ say, says about himself, before Abraham was, I am, it's an encrypted word as if he said, I'm Yahweh. And even I am eternal. I'm, I'm from the beginning. And before Abraham, I, I am. So when the, Lord, when the Lord said that your father Abraham saw your day, so um, rejoiced to see my day and saw it and was glad. Can you think? I mean, one of them could be this one. When the three people came to him and one of them, the Lord Jesus Christ, said to Abraham that you're going to have a son or Sarah will have a son. Can you think about something else? <clears throat> the, the secret actually in the word my day. What does my day in the Bible mean? When the Lord Jesus says my day, what is the day? This is the day the Lord has made, the day of the Lord. What is the Lord of the, what's the, the day of the Lord? The day of crucifixion and resurrection. So the, the day of salvation. So when, when, where, and where did Abraham see the day of the Lord and he rejoiced? That's very good. So when, when Abraham wanted to sacrifice Isaac, his son, there are actually, according to this verse, there are three opinions or three views about that. One of them, the day of the Lord, some people said probably God, um, um, Abraham, knew that the Lord Jesus Christ was going to be crucified and he went to Hades to get Abraham and his, or Adam and his offspring, so probably Abraham saw that and he rejoiced, saw that in prophecy. Or some other people said it could be also when the three people came to Abraham and they told them about the, uh, the birth of, um, of uh, Isaac. And you know what, what does the, the name Isaac mean? What does the, the name Isaac mean in Hebrew? Isaac, laughter, right? So I will laugh. So why, why Isaac was called laugh or laughter? Because Sarah laughed. Sarah laughed at what? When the Lord said, next year, Sarah will have a baby. I will come to you next year and Sarah will have a son. Why did she laugh? Was too old. Okay. Are you joking? Are you, are you kidding me? How can I, in that age, be pregnant and give birth to a son? All right? So she laughed. What did the, the Lord say? 
She wasn't with them. She was behind the curtain, behind inside the camp. And he said, why did Sarah laugh? And she said, what? I didn't. And he said, what? No, you did. He said that. He didn't hear her. He knew. So she said, I didn't. And he said, no, you did. And that's why Isaac was called Isaac. Because Isaac means Yitzhak. Yitzhak like Arabic, Yitzhak. Arfin Yitzhak in Arabic. In Hebrew, it's Yitzhak. So Isaac means laugh or laughter. All right? So people make a correlation between the word rejoice that the Lord Jesus Christ say here and the word laugh, which is the meaning of Isaac's um, name. So said, okay, so it must have been this, this story when the Lord Jesus Christ came as a, as a person, as a man, and he prophesied or um, give the good news to Abraham that Sarah is going to give birth to a son. But St. John Chrysostom has a different um, 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 interpretation. This interpretation comes, as Dulagi said, from the, the story of the sacrifice of Isaac. So St. John Chrysostom says, My day here, or the day of the Lord, in the context seems to me to mean the time of the crucifixion which Abraham had prefigured in the offering of the ram um, and in that of Isaac. So it, the context is Isaac is going to be offered and uh, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, okay, don't um, uh, kill your son. I'm going to give you an, uh, a replacement for him. This replacement was the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see uh, this icon as well. This is a Coptic icon. That the, this Coptic icon actually... Um, shows that the angel of the Lord who appeared to Abraham, the one on the corner, is, is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Because this is the one of the pre-incarnate appearances of the Lord Jesus Christ um, um, before he was um, incarnate. All right? So this is the first one. So Abraham saw my day and, and, and rejoiced. This most probably according to St. John Chrysostom, uh, the, when I, uh, Abraham obeyed God and was going to sacrifice his son. And this, there's a fraction prayer uh, of the, um, the slaying of, of, of Isaac. We, call it, we say it when? Do you know where, when Abuna says the fraction prayer of, of Isaac's um, sacrifice? Uh, Covenant Thursday, yes, right. So he, uh, we, we say that when the uh, institution of the um, Eucharist. All right. Then we come to the second story. The second story about so the angel of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. All right. Now we come to um, Genesis twenty-two. Okay. This this what the angel said. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know who's talking here. The angel, right? If he was a normal angel, would he say, I know? What would have he said? God knows. Or God told me to tell you or something like that. But he said... Here, I know, 
For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. So who's talking here? God. So the Lord Jesus Christ himself appeared to Abraham as an angel. This is the first one. Second one for Abraham as well is in chapter 18. Chapter 18. It comes, it goes like this. Here, it doesn't say the angel of the Lord. It, it's more obvious here, more, more uh, emphatic here. It said, the Lord appeared to him, to Abraham, by the terebinth tree of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and showed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Did Abraham say, said here, My Lord, knowing that this is the Lord Jesus Christ, or said My Lord as a, a kind of respect? What do you think? Did he know that it was God? No, I believe not. He didn't. This is a kind of respect. He will know after that when he says about this. And he said, this is verse 10, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah, sorry, Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have a Grown, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also. Lord here mean um, Baal, or husband. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. That's why she said, I did not. And he said, no, but you did laugh. Okay? So that's, that's the first part. And then the second part that shows when Abraham knew that it was the Lord. Do you know after that, Abraham prepared the meal, and they ate, and they left. What happens next? Do you know the story? What did these three men go to? The Lord and two angels went where? To Sodom and Gomorrah in order to destroy it. Okay? So the two men were sent by God in order to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord stayed with Abraham and he said, I'm not going to hide anything from Abraham. I'm going to tell him everything I'm going to do. And then Abraham addressed this person as Lord, as God. And he said, the judge of the whole world, won't he do justice or something like that? So he knew here that it was the Lord. So this is the second um, story in uh, Abraham's story to tell us that the Lord Jesus Christ appeared. So two, two times at least, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared as a pre-incarnate son of God to Abraham. Once here and the second one, during as, as an angel of the Lord to Abraham when he was sacrificing his son. 
The second um, character um, that the Lord appeared to was Moses. Can you find or can you think about a story that the Lord Jesus Christ, before his incarnation, appeared to Moses? When do you think he did that? Does that remind you of anything? What's that? The bush, the burning bush, right? The burning bush. So Moses was um, tending the flock of his father-in-law and all of a sudden he found a bush, a small bush. This bush was in fire and the, although it was burning, but it wasn't consumed. So he was attracted to that um, scene and he went out and then a sound from a voice from this um, burning bush um, um, talked to him. So now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and, led, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb. Horeb is the Mount Sinai, the mountain of God and the angel of the Lord. Again, again here, the word angel, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of a fire from the midst of a bush. So he, look, he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great sight, why the bush doesn't burn. So when the Lord saw, saw that he turned aside, who saw? He said the angel of the Lord. Who saw? The Lord. Okay. So this angel of the Lord was nothing, no one but the Lord himself. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him, called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is, ho is, a holy, is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I'm the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. So this person, the divine person who appeared to Moses, was no one but God himself. Although, in the beginning it says, the messenger of the Lord. So the Lord, when God appears here, it was the pre-incarnate Christ, the pre-incarnate Son of God. And this is also another Coptic icon, putting the burning bush in the middle of, of which is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know from the tradition that the burning bush is a symbol of Saint Mary because um, she um, um, had the, the, the divinity in her without being consumed. But in, here, in this scene, the Lord is talking to Moses from the burning bush. All right. There's another story of Moses as well, but I'm going to do that next, uh, next week because of the time. So we talked about who was the Messiah and then where we can find the Messiah or the Lord Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. One of them was in person. And in person, we talked about the pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ to many people. There are too many uh, uh, incidents to come. Um, Moses has another story to say about next, next week. 
and then we talk about other figures as well of the Old Testament. And after that, we talk about prophecies, we talk about names, and we talk about types.